Okay, so the next song we're going to listen to is by a band called Swans. Now, Swans have been around since the late 1970s, and then they broke up in 1997, and they reformed again in 2010, and still exist to this day. Now, the, the primary songwriter in Swans is a man named Michael Gira, I believe, or Michael Gira or Michael Gira. I can't believe I have not figured that out in all these years that I've been listening to Swans. And for many years, he partnered with a woman uh, named Jarbo, who provided backing vocals and leading vocals on many songs for kind of the mid-period of the Swans, from the mid-80s up until the, I believe, the 1997 when they first broke up. Um, the Swans are a band that, like many of these bands, vary greatly in, in their sound over the years, but it's quite extreme in the case of the Swans. So now, I, some of you out there may listen to heavy metal music, you may listen to like really heavy grindcore or, you know, the black metal or any of this really intense stuff. None of it has anything on Early Swans. Sorry. <laughs> early Swans is ultimate. No heavy music has come close to that level of um, visceral intensity and uh, kind of real, it's real. They were recording in, in fairly um, decrepit circumstances. The pain that you hear on the recordings is real. Um, it's just a, it's just very intense, violent, and um, unpleasant music. I like it. <laughs> I like the early stuff. I also like their later stuff. I like all their stuff. Um, it, it appeals to to certain moods when you're, 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 you're in a bad mood or when you're in a sad, depressing mood, oh, that kind of stuff. For me, at least, it helps. Some people, they need to listen to happy stuff when they're when they're depressed. For me, listening to stuff that's even more depressed than I am helps me, but that's just me. But anyways, we're not going to listen. I'm not going to subject you to any early swans just yet. Uh, I don't want to scare off everybody. So what we're going to listen to is mid-period swans, when they became no less intense, but much more melodic. This is a very beautiful melodic music. And we're going to listen to a song from the album White Light from the Mouth of Infinity. It was released in 1991. I own the 2015 remaster. Um, it's one of my most cherished kind of a double album um, box sets that I, I bought. It came with the, with the following album as well. Um, and the song we're going to listen to is called Song for the Sun. Uh, and it seems to be about um, the failure of a relationship and moving on afterwards. But it's sung and uh, played in such a way that it seems like it's about so much more than that. Um, it's very, um, I really don't know how to describe it. I mean, it has a gothic sense to it, but it's not gothic music. Um, it's just, it's just very beautiful and very intense at the same time because, um, Michael has a, uh, a very deep, um, voice. Uh, he's kind of along the, the lines of, uh, you know, of, of your, of your Glenn Danzig's or your Ian Curtis from Joy Division or even your Jim Morrison from The Doors, you know, that, that kind of deep voice, but his is a little more monotone, a little deeper, a little more um, intimidating sounding. But anyway, so this this is one of the more accessible songs, and it, it's it's a very beautiful song. Um, the uh, Swans are one of my favorite bands. Um, I, I have not had a chance to see them live, even though they're still around. Personally, I, I like the new albums, but I, I don't like them as much as the stuff prior to the 1997 breakup. But in any case, um, I hope you enjoy this song.
So that was The Swans with Song for the Sun. And I know I mentioned their early stuff is extremely intense and uh, outdoes any any modern intense music. And for those of you who want to know what this sounds like, I suggest checking out the albums Filth, uh, Cop, and Young God. Go listen to those three albums and get back to me. Yeah, it's it's intense stuff. Uh, anyways, now we're going to listen to another band that's very intense for an entirely different reason. It's a very tragic band. It's one of my favorite bands of all time. It's a, a much more popular band than, than some of the bands we, we've played so far. The band is Joy Division. Uh, many of you are probably very familiar with Joy Division. And, uh, of course, their their most popular song would, would be Love Will Tear Us Apart. It's a fantastic, beautiful, very sad song. Uh, Joy Division would go on to become New Order, who became who were even larger in the mainstream with their their hit singles uh, Blue Monday and, and a few other ones, but but I, I prefer Joy Division and uh, Joy Division's lead singer was Ian Curtis, um, who had a very tragic life. He ended up committing suicide on the eve of their first U.S. tour uh, as Joy Division, and um, he was suffering from epilepsy and a number of, of personal issues, and, and it just became apparently too much for him to take, and uh, it's very tragic. And and many of the songs deal with, with heavy subjects, and you can, can kind of, in some some cases, hear it coming, so it can be it can be hard to listen to, but it's beautiful. It's, it's very powerful music. Um, New Order, uh, they, they had a different singer, obviously, and, um, and, and it, was, it was still, it's great music, but it just doesn't have the same, the same power. So we're going to listen to the first song off their first official first album, Unknown Pleasures, and that song is called Disorder. Um, it's, a, it's an amazing track. The whole album is amazing. It's a, um, it's a perfect album. It's a masterpiece. Um, I recall uh, the, the actor Keanu Reeves saying that uh, this is his favorite album of all time, and, and you know, I, he doesn't get any argument from me. Uh, it's not my favorite album of all time, but it's definitely up there. It's in, it's in the top five easily. So um, this song is called Disorder, and I hope you really, really, really enjoy it. Um, I suggest you check out the entire record, and then you check out the follow-up um, closer. And then after that, you go check out the earlier stuff before that uh, that was never released as a full record until much later uh, when the band was called Warsaw. And, and those songs are much more in the um, punk vein because they started out as very much a punk band, moved into post-punk, and then created a sound that is entirely their own. And um, they kind of gave birth to some of the kind of gothic new wave that would come to come on later, but none of it holds a candle to Joy Division. Uh, none of it sounds as real as Joy Division. This is just, it's the real deal. It's, it's, it's really beautiful. Anyways, I, I really hope you enjoy it.
the tenth floor down the back stairs into no man's land. Lights are flashing, cars are crashing, getting frequent now. I've got the spirit, lose the feeling, let it out somehow. Okay, so now we're going to switch gears uh, even more distinctly than we, than we have yet. Uh, now we're going to listen to one of my favorite, if not my favorite, rap song of all time. Uh, it's a very politically charged song with uh, my favorite rap vocalists. One of my favorite rap, one of my favorite vocalists, period. Um, a man who, when he steps up to the mic, demands your attention um it's like classes in session you need to listen um the man is chuck d and the band is public enemy and the song is black steel in the hour of chaos uh, listen to this song and, and don't tell me that it doesn't get you energized um it, it deals with all the injustices that um african americans have had to deal with in the united states and, and really throughout the world for far too long and that can it's just as relevant today as it was when it was released in 1988 um there's a great music video for it as well this is probably the most popular of the songs that i've played so far but i feel like it's been so long since it was released and that maybe it wasn't as popular as some of their other songs that it may have got lost in the shuffle but it's an extremely powerful track and the first time i heard it i was like whoa you know that 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 is what it's about. So um, so yeah. So here's Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos. I got a letter from the government the other day. I opened and read it. It said they were suckers. They wanted me for their army or whatever. Picture me giving a damn. I said never. Here's a land that never gave a damn about a brother like me and myself because they never did. I wasn't with it, but just that very minute it occurred to me the suckers had authority. Dwell in my cell. How long has it been? They got me sitting in a state pen. I gotta get out, but that 
thought was thought before I contemplated a plan on the cell floor I'm not a fugitive on the run Brother, brother like me begun to be another one Public enemy serving time They drew the line, y'all They criticized me for some crime Nevertheless, they could not understand That I'm a black man And I can never be a veteran On the streets, the situation's unreal I got a raw deal So I'm looking for the steal Word them up, I'm looking for that steel. Yo, man, we gonna break you out of there, man. We ain't gonna like that, man. Don't you know, they got me rotten in the time that I'm serving. Telling you what happened the same time they're throwing. Four of us packed in a cell like slaves. Oh, well, the same motherfucker got us living in his hell. You have to realize what is a form of slavery organized under a swarm of devils. Straight up, word them up on the level. The reasons are several, most of them federal. Here's my plan. Some do a bit from one to ten, but I never did, and plus I never been. I'm on a tear with no tears should ever fall. Self blocked and locked, I never clock it, y'all. Cause time and time again, time they got me serving to those of them. I'm not a citizen, but ever when I catch a CO, sleeping on the job, my plan is off. Go ahead. I want to speak, but I'ma tell you the deal. I got nothing to lose. Cause I'm going for the steal. Get away, so I just got away the joint broke. 
So the next song we're going to listen to is by a band from the 1960s. We're going to go way, way, way back. And I would consider this band to probably be the first true punk rock band. They weren't called punk rock at the time. Um, in 1965, there wasn't a word for punk rock. That wasn't until much later. Um, Iggy and the Stooges is commonly referred to as the first punk band, or proto-punk at least. Um, and I would agree with that, but, but this band, I think... Um, equals them in many ways. Um, the band is the Sonics. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the Sonics. Some of their more popular songs are Strychnine, uh, which was covered by the Cramps, uh, an amazing punk band. And uh, the song Psycho is another really popular song. But we're going to listen to my favorite Sonic song. It's called He's Waitin'. And it's, it's, a, it's a very kind of a, um, a trudging, very creepy, kind of cool-sounding song. I really like it a lot. And, and the fact that it was released in 1966 from their, their album Boom, um, it, just, it just sounds so far ahead of its time. And you can hear how it's influenced, um, uh, you know, um, heavy music, uh, fast music, uh, any sort of alternative music. Uh, over the past, what, more than half century. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. Um, it's, it give you a little bit of uh, rock history here, and I hope you like the song. It's called He's Waiting. <laughs> was around, but you had to play, now you're gonna learn, that lying don't pay, it's too late, it's too late, you are high, you are high, not you, not you, we're fine. Sing 
knows what you did You're playing around And the way he sees it You put me down Oh, it's too late It's too late You lied You lied Now you Now you We'll fly So that was the Sonics with He's Waitin'. Uh, the Sonics inspired everybody from the aforementioned Gun Club to Nirvana to um, the Cramps to, to pretty much everybody who played any sort of alternative form or even popular rock music uh, for, for more than the last half century. Now we're going to listen to another Australian band, another one of my favorite Australian bands. The band's called The Beasts of Bourbon. And they, they, they believe, I believe they're quite well-known in Australia. Uh, the lead singer, Tex Perkins, um, went on to a, a very successful solo career, as well as with his band, The Cruel Sea, um, which I believe had a couple of hits down here in Australia. you got to remember, a lot of the stuff that, that charted in Australia and did really well in Australia didn't necessarily chart or do well in the U.S. Um, that's one of the things I like about Australia. There's, there's a lot of bands here that that in the U.S. we just never never really saw, and these are a lot of really great bands. I mean, Nick Cave, for example, consistently tops the charts here whenever he releases a new record. That's just not the case in the United States. So um, it's very different down here. But anyways, this band is called The Beasts of Bourbon, and uh, they play a very kind of dirty, rowdy brand of uh, punk and pub rock that had a, a very heavily, heavy influence on grunge music um, in the late 80s and early 90s. And um, yeah, Tex Perkins has a very unique vocal style. And we're going to listen to the song Love and Death. Um, I always call it Love and Death in the Dark because that's what the full, the full lyric is. But anyway, so this is, this is Love and Death by the Beasts of Bourbon from the 1984 album The Axeman's Jazz. Her 
Okay, so that was Love and Death by the Beast Suburban. And a fun fact, Tex Perkins was actually born here in Darwin. Uh, he doesn't reside here anymore, I don't think. But this is his, uh, his original hometown, is Darwin. So it's a fun fact that I didn't know until fairly recently. So now we're going to play two tracks, our final two tracks of the evening. We're going to pay tribute to the man who inspired me to do this. Um, a man who has his own um, music show every Saturday night in the U.S. that is extremely successful and helped me discover all manner of, of new bands. I purposely tried to avoid replicating any songs here tonight. Some of the bands he's played before, but but I wanted to do all new songs, and, and a lot of the bands he hasn't played either. But the man is Henry Rollins, and uh, Henry Rollins has been in... He was... He was the, um, the fourth singer for the band Black Flag, but the longest lasting singer. My personal favorite singer in the band, which is a very controversial opinion. A lot of people prefer Keith Morris, who's the first singer in the band, who went on to play in the Circle Jerks and the wonderful band Off, which are, are currently active, um, as well as uh, people like Des Cadena or Ron Reyes. Now, I would say Keith Morris is my second favorite of the Black Flag singers because I love Keith's vocals. But the reason I like Henry is because he has an intensity that the others lack. He has a scream and a, and a, and a feral intensity, at least in the Black Flag days, that is just unmatched. Um, during the Black Flag years, when he would come out on stage, it was like unleashing a a tiger from a cage that was already angry in the cage. And it is just something, a, a true sight to behold. Um, he, he calmed down in his later years. And um, so what we're going to listen to, the first song is a more recent song. By more recent, I mean it is 22 years old. The man has not released a new record since 2001. He, he stopped making music when he was 40, at least new music, because he said he had no more lyrics left and he didn't want to become a walking jukebox like the Rolling Stones or any of these other bands that are just milking the greatest hits. And, and I agree with them. I think it's embarrassing. I really, this may be a controversial opinion. You may not like it, but I'm sorry. My opinion is if, you, if you're not making new music, stop. Don't tour. Don't rest on your laurels. You're done. You release the music, either make new stuff or quit. You know, I'm, I have no interest in watching somebody who's, in their 60s, trying to relive their 20s, singing songs they wrote, they sang in their 20s. And it, I find it embarrassing, and the passion's not there. And it's often just a cash grab, and I'm not interested in cash grabs. Um, I think Henry made a great, uh, there's a great quote from uh, Miles Davis, where Miles Davis was asked if, um, if he wasn't making money, would he still be making music? And Miles Davis just like looked at the guy with a blank stare like, of course, why wouldn't I? And the interviewer asked why, and he's like, because it's coming out of me. It, it's in me. It has to come out of me. That's, I, that's what I do. It's, it's, it's how I express myself. So Miles Davis would make music no matter what, because that's what he does. It doesn't matter about the money. The money is just to make him have a living, to survive. But the music is what he does. These other bands, you know, as much as I love the early Rolling Stones stuff, you know, it's, it's all become like a business, like, like Kiss and stuff like that. It's just, it's a product. Doesn't interest me at all. If it interests you, great. Not for me. And so that's why Henry quit. And I agree with him. So anyway, anyways, this, this more recent Henry track is actually from his more mature period. 
no screaming, um, just a lot of uh, uh, kind of yelling, but um, it's, a tra- it's, a, it's a song called Illumination, and it's from his album Get Some Go Again. And the song, from what I understand, was his favorite personal lyric. It was the, the favorite lyric that he ever wrote. Um, and, and he's not usually proud of his lyrics. He's, he's very much a self-deprecating person. Um, he doesn't give himself as much credit as he deserves. But, uh, but this song is, is very inspiring. It's about traveling the world and having your mind blown. Just, you know, going to different countries, getting in adventures, checking out stuff, going off the beaten path. You know, even if it puts you in danger. You know, just really getting out there um, and, and really seeing what's, what's out there to offer. Um, they filmed the music video for the song in India during Henry's trip to India, and it features him wandering around Calcutta and all these other rural parts of India, and it kind of um, climaxes with him um, actually doing uh, playing with a, a cobra, kind of, um, he has experience with snakes, so he knows how to handle cobras, it's, it's very intense and very cool, but it's all about that sort of inspiration you get from, from traveling, and it really inspires me to travel, and every time I get ready for a Another adventure abroad, um, that's my soundtrack because it really gets me, me going to go, to go check out stuff. So anyways, the first song we're going to listen to is Illumination. And we're going to listen to the Ben Gross mix, which is a little different than the original album version, at least in the beginning. But overall, it's very similar. The second track we're going to listen to is the one that is likely going to... It's the, it's the track that I would play at least for new time listeners, at the end of a party to scatter the room. Um, I love it. A lot of people love it. A lot of you are probably going to love it. But if you're not familiar with Black Flag, it's going to be a little jarring for you because it's intense. It's my favorite Black Flag song. It's my favorite song of all time, period, by any band. Um, uh, Henry Rollins sings it, but he did not write it. It was written by a man named Chuck Dukowski, who is a genius songwriter. Uh, He wrote... Probably, I would say, half the songs for Black Flag. The other half were written by Greg Ginn, and then a small number were, were actually written by Henry later on. But my favorite tracks were all written by Chuck Dukowski, for Black Flag at least. And the song is super intense. Um, this is Henry's maniacal period, and he really breaks down in the song several times, really puts his whole heart into it. It's, it's a real brutal and uh, vicious song, but it's, it's really something else. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's it's my favorite song of all time. It's been covered numerous times, but never has it reached the intensity that, that you get on this this uh, this original recording. Although some of the live recordings are even more intense because Black Flag was very much a live band. And uh, if there's one thing that I would do if I could go back in time, I would go see the 1984 My War tour of Black Flag, which uh, Henry Rollins commonly refers to as the Ken Mode Tour, which means Kill Everyone Now Tour. Uh, They were on a mission to just go out there and destroy. And the reason they were doing that is not only because the music was so intense, but also because they were dealing with fairly hostile audiences. At this time, uh, punk rock had become very regimented and very close-minded. What started out as being the most open-minded movement quickly devolved into a clicky type thing where fashion was important, where if you had long hair, you were ostracized. If you didn't dress a certain way, you were ostracized. So Black Flag purposely grew their hair out, purposely didn't care, didn't care at all about appearance. They, they looked like they just crawled out of the gutter. They didn't give the slightest shit about it at all. 
because for them it was about the music. They wanted to play music. And um, so they went out very confrontational in this in this tour. And it was also a very rough tour. They didn't have a lot to eat. They were traveling in a van. It, just, it was a very different time. Back then you really had to kind of, it was a, it was a jungle that they were cutting through to make way for independent music in the future. And, and it shows in the, in the, in the recording. The recording is very lo-fi. Um, if you listen closely at the end of the song, you can actually hear the um, soda machine in the building they were working on going off and on. So yeah, these are, you know, they didn't have the money to record anything else. They had, they recorded actually in the middle of the night because they got a cheaper rate. I think they recorded from like something like midnight to 4 a.m. or something. So, um, so it's the real deal. But anyway, so we're concluding with My War. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, next time, I will try to include a lot of new music because I listen to a ton of new music. But I figured I'd go through a lot of the classics that I like on this first one just so you get an idea of where my, my tastes lie. And then we'll go into some of my favorite bands from, from 2023 and 2022 next time, if there is a next time. So anyways, thank you for listening. Um, this is Illumination, followed immediately by My War.
tells me more than any book I've ever read Or anything you ever said With silent eyes inside I watch myself and worlds collide The seasons burn and crack my skin I stay outside and live within
Thank you.